Hi girls, how are you today? Good, hi. How are you? <laughs> Good, Great. thank you. It's awesome. Um, thank you for coming on for today's podcast. It's a pleasure to have you both on here with me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, thanks. So this will just be a casual chat where we'll talk about your involvement with fur and dig deeper into sustainability and what it means to you. Okay. 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 Yeah. And hosting with me today is Claudia, our sustainability manager. So she's on this phone call as well. She's here with me right now. Hi, girl. It's nice to be here and speak with you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. you too. Yeah. Right. So to start off with, can you maybe just tell us both about um, who you are and your interest in fur? Which one? Of, maybe which in Ineta can fur? start first. <laughs> Okay, uh, hi, I'm Ineta and I just graduated fashion design in here in Scotland and um, I've been studying fashion for the last six years and right now as I had a chance to apply for the competition of fur and I managed to win the first prize so it has taken me to a lovely journey. Yeah. So this is me. <laughs> That's amazing and congratulations for winning the BFTA competition Thank as well. You. Yeah. Okay, and now Elisa. Um hi my name is Elisa. Um I was second year uh, fashion design and textile student at Huddersfield University. And obviously I applied, this was the second panel applied for the British Fair Trade Association um, annual competition. Um, obviously this is not my first time and I really enjoyed it, that's why I applied second time. Mm-hmm. And also um, last year when, <laughs> when we had the chat with Andrea from British Fair Trade, um, I told her until I win it actually, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah, I remember and, you um, saying that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to take the second place. Yes, well, well done to you as well for that. Um, and, and that's it so far. <laughs> yeah, right. So could you maybe tell me um, about why you enjoy working with fur and what made you start working with it? This is for... We can go well, back... Basically... Uh-huh. Sorry? What do you want to start with? <laughs> um, let's go back to Annette, so we'll do it the same order we okay, done before. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so... Um, how I started at first, I was uh, choosing the faux fur because of all the social media influences and the videos, and it never occurred to me to do my own research regarding everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just basically falling into this trap of all in- false information. So I didn't even know that natural fur can be repurposed, it can be recycled. I mm-hmm. had no idea where to even maybe start with fur, uh, just being a student. Um, I didn't know there were organizations such as British Fur Federation mm-hmm. that gives you a chance in learning and exploring working with fur until I actually came across to this competition. So uh, the fur is, I've learned so many things that uh, it, it's an endless creativity and possibility circle basically. You can recut it, um, you can play with volumes, add in different fabrics, techniques, you can take a vintage coat and remodel it into a new version that yeah. looks new. And I mean, what other materials can do that? So uh, not to mention the ways you can manipulate the fur, such as giving it a creative haircut or mm-hmm. mixing different colors. It puzzled artwork and I even came up with my own 
a technique that basically put me through this competition as a winner. So this this is amazing. So yeah, I'm really really glad I discovered this. Yeah, so I I'm glad like, that you've you've learned more about it and you've you've come to your own conclusion now that you know the difference between natural and faux fur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Elisa. Well, basically, um, it's a very interesting journey of mine because um, I was a user of fur um, just as a consumer, basically, when I saw something nice of fur, I just used to purchase it, but I didn't put so much attention to it, what you can make out of it. And then, obviously, um, this, when I started university as a first-year student, I was just like, yeah, why not, let me try it. Uh, But I never, ever thought, like, oh, I'm going to actually go through to the final. Mm-hmm. Um, or take any places last year um, because obviously I was first year student everyone else was like final year master degree and everyone was just like finishing university mm-hmm. and obviously so that was sort of a challenging um, situation but I learned so much on that day when obviously British World Trade Association invited us for mm-hmm. this one day workshop which was absolutely amazing yeah. and you have a different perspective of fur, mm-hmm. the sustainability of it yeah. and eventually what made me fall in deeply in love because how I saw it, it was basically at the moment the whole world is, is eventually drowning in plastic yeah. and fur is yeah. one of those things in fashion, what you can recycle, reuse, so eventually the sustainability and the lifetime of the, the actual physical fur is, is limitless, so it's just one of those things, yeah. and therefore I just fall in love with it. Yeah, and can you tell us maybe what you've done in that workshop that made you sort of fall really hard in love with fur? Well, basically, um, on the very first day, like, the very first time uh, of my first year, mm-hmm. when I uh, took the third place of this competition, yeah. I purchased for myself because I just eventually fall in love. So yeah. I just purchased on the same day. And I started to, you know, do bits and bobs, scarves and stuff, just, you know, for myself and, you mm-hmm. know, for the friends and family. Mm-hmm. But eventually what you can make out of it is event is limitless. Yeah. It's absolutely limitless. Yes. It's yeah. just... I think it's really important the way you're educating people, the surrounding your your friends and family, and therefore it's going to go mouth to mouth, worst to word, yeah. um, of how people are using it. Because I think the basic problem in the industry and around the world is the lack of education yeah, about that. Definitely. And that's why people think like, oh, you're killing animals. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I'm a big animal lover. Yeah, I go yeah. to the zoo at home. Mm-hmm. I got parrots, I got dogs, I got cats. Yeah. So eventually, no one thinks like, oh, you're going to work with fur. And I do work with fur. I started to work with even leather, yeah. exotic leather and stuff. So it's eventually, is is no limit now. No, exactly. And, that's... and I'm not a killer yeah. of animals. Yeah. Well, and you I... need to use it. Because if you think of like the survival of the whole uh, human being and the animal uh, world is eventually based on sustainable usage of things. 
Yeah, I totally agree and I really appreciate it. And I think it is amazing that you two approach fur in a different way. And then after uh, be aware about what doesn't mean natural fur, what doesn't mean sustainability, uh, you understand both the same, that natural fur long lasting is very um, environmental uh, material and it's good. So we can use it actually in a very good way. So I think it's amazing your job yeah. and what you're doing and your mm -hmm. awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And as we're on the topic yes. of sustainability now, from your point of view and in general terms, what does sustainability mean to you in relation to fashion? Now let's go back to Anetta. Right. So um, as we all know, uh, fashion is the second biggest polluter in industry. And I, I do live in Scotland where I see bushes, roads everywhere filled with plastic, plastic clothes, everything like that. And it just hurts deeply to me because since I was a child, for some reason, I just really didn't like to pollute the earth. I love nature so much. And my son, that he's 11, he's being mm -hmm. taught the same thing. So he goes and he picks up the rubbish from the street, puts it in a bin, yeah, even though his, his mates doesn't do those kind of things. So, yeah, it's just the basic things I think we need to teach our kids who are small. So when they grow up, they already have that imprinted into them that we don't do those kind of things. So when I discovered that the information when I wash my t-shirt that's made of polyester the particles just go back into the water it goes back to mm -hmm. animals it goes back to us so it, it, it's 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 a crazy when you think about it deeper it's just not oh people just think about the fur or like oh this is such a bad thing they see the video from China and they yeah, don't even yeah. know that's maybe not even related to whatever is going mm -hmm. on really and they don't know that just living in their houses uh, putting rubbish, not recycling it, just having all the plastic around. They don't know that they do more harm that they talk about on social mm -hmm. media. Exactly. So it, it's it's really it's it's really sad that things like that going on. But since I discovered everything about fur, which is common sense that mm -hmm. I didn't think before because I just didn't even think about fur at yeah. first, yeah. that it's biodegradable and. <laughs> It can last so long, it can be updated and styled, it can be completely repurposed so it stays in your house for such a long time, it can be past the generations, or it simply, if it ends up in a landfill, it just biodegrades, yeah. it doesn't harm anything. So the, this material closely, closely relates to my purpose of, of being a designer because working with any fabric, I keep... Uh, I reuse scraps and I just don't take part in filling the land with trash. Yeah, that's, so, that's fantastic. Fur now is a, is a very strong personal preference in my life and I'm, I'm just really glad I discovered this and I feel so much more confident in myself as a designer yeah. because I know that I'm not doing harm to anything and I can still <laughs> enjoy being a creative person. I can enjoy doing what I'm doing. So yeah. I, this is absolutely amazing. And that's so good to hear. Elisa, do you agree? I absolutely agree, and um, just as an addition to what we just heard, and I absolutely agree with um, her, it's just ultimately just just look out what you're using as a designer, because ultimately I never ever thought I'm going to start using um, natural leather and natural feathers when I'm doing mm -hmm. um, my collection, and because of the fur, because of the natural way of using it, it's ultimately not just open my eyes to fur, the natural fur, mm -hmm. it's ultimately mm -hmm. open my eyes to everything else, which is natural, yeah. and trying to use as much natural as possible. Yeah. Because ultimately when you go in um, any shopping center, any mall, anywhere, uh, and when you start checking the garments, when you want, many are consumers and want to buy something, 
obviously you want to buy some quality yeah. and you want to yeah. think of like again a survival of like human being and the animal animals around the world basically because if you think about it is is not we're not drowning in plastic because of natural bird and natural yeah. um items exactly. drowning in yeah. plastic which is a synthetic thing of created by humans which is sad really yeah I totally, totally agree with you. And with regards to sustainability and fashion, if I say to you certification, traceability, consumer awareness, what do you think is the most important for the fur industry? Um, and I think when it comes, okay, when it comes to the fur industry, uh, sorry, a lot of people don't know the information that I was one of those people. I didn't know anything like that. So yeah. I think yeah. spreading the word, like I do see in my college, when I mentioned that I'm doing the fur competition, everybody had the face like, oh God, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> And then I, I started to basically share the same news that I've learned myself yeah. because I, I know I've been in their shoes. I know what they're about and I'm, yeah. I'm not obviously thinking anything bad about it, but I started talking to my teachers, uh, principal, uh, everybody just yeah. became more aware and more understanding. At first they would not share anything about me in school, that I won a competition and then the principal actually goes on and says at the end of the day it's not fair because of yeah, all the information that started to spread around, my classmates started to, uh, even one of them applied to summer school, but things yeah. like that. I think word is very powerful thing because yeah. there's so much information when you google fur what it comes up the first things on google mm -hmm. is all the bad things yeah all the bad things it's just yeah. finding true. the right information is so difficult because you're just plastered in all this yeah. everything else so it's like you you, you can't even see anything mm -hmm. so what it needs to be done people need to talk more people who do this who understand who learn they need to teach others like yeah. my son is loving animals i'm loving animals but He's been explained to everything and yeah. he's okay with it. He, he agrees with everything what I'm doing because mm -hmm. he knows the truth. So things like that, I think it needs to be taught from maybe primary schools yes, even because it's so it's good that you've too, done too, that. too many things going on. Yeah, it's good that you've done your research and you, you're not sort of following the, the crowd, you know, and what's the, the buzz on social media and stuff. It's really good that you've taken your own initiative and made your own research into that. Because it's really easy to fall into that trap. You of see course. the headline, you see an image, and this is you done. Because sometimes don't even 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 if you read that, where social media is such a strange, powerful, yeah. and dangerous thing. Sometimes yes. because it it shapes young people's minds because they're the main users of it, mm -hmm. and uh, they they sometimes go and talk things without understanding the the deeper meaning, the understanding without what's really going on. And they do more harm. They do more harm because people are being laid off the jobs who had uh, been working in the tour industry for so many years just because there's no right information yeah. enough online. Yeah, I totally agree. And you, Elisa, want to add something? What do you think is more important? Yes. Uh, well, actually, uh, my situation was very interesting because the first day I attended uh, on this um, one-day workshop um, in London. Basically, Andrea told me uh, from my university, never ever anyone applied for this competition. Mm. And they didn't understand why. And um, it was very interesting because when I went back after that one day, uh, obviously I took my third, what I purchased with me. Mm -hmm. And some, some girls' feedback was like, oh my God, is it real third? And I turned around and said like, listen, until you hear my whole story and yeah. I'm yeah. quoting what I need to say, 
don't judge. If if you judge, then you judge about like what what is going on on the social media mm-hmm. and what the media mm-hmm. is stamped on natural yeah. fur. Yeah. So basically, what happened? I had a long talk with um, the professor of who is leading the fashion design course uh, in my university, and obviously mm-hmm. after I applied uh, as second year student. Um, and I won the second place. Mm-hmm. Oh. I had a long talk with her, and she said she turned around. It was really unexpected, and she said, "Like Elisa, I would love to give you because I'm I'm planning to do a master degree as well." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said she wants to give me first year mm-hmm. students just to just to educate them yeah. about yeah. Yeah. and sustainability. Yeah. So I saw this is a good opportunity to actually show mm-hmm. and teach. Uh, yeah. for the future designers. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like consumer awareness, people awareness. I mean, we are the first ambassador. The people yeah. who believe in, okay. in natural food are the first ambassador. So yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Um, so in yeah. your experience, could you tell me more about when creating garments, for example, what is important for you to know about the materials that you have, especially the fur? Mm-hmm. Anetta. I think so. Um, I am really new in working with fur, but so far I've learned so much. Uh, right now I'm doing an experience. I'm making manufacturing a coat with Yves Solomon and yeah. our team. Yeah. And just going in there and in just few days, I've learned so much more that I've learned in a year in college, to be honest. Yeah, wow, and, that's, um, that's insane. It's the, the, main thing, the main thing working with fur, I think, is to, to know where it comes from. It's to know who yeah. manufactures it, to, to be aware of where it came from so you can pass that information to whoever is buying things from you because you need to know what you're working with. You know? yeah. So this, this is, I think this is the main thing and everything else, creativity, everything else can be learned. But you need to know your core. You need to know where you got it from and it needs to be certified because if we're just going to do whatever, it's just going to be like the social media and a China thing and this is I think this is the most important thing just to know where it comes from and so you could spread that information and to make people aware that this for actually is is right thing it is yeah that's what I think yeah yeah I think like what you say it's very important know where it comes from it's really as a good source so I agree with you and Lisa wanna what do you think? Yeah, the only thing is because it's like the second time I'm hearing um, uh, the Chinese. Um, well, eventually, if you think about it, um, yes, they have illegal uh, farming and stuff, but after all, I think they are the biggest consumer in the world. Uh, yeah. Eventually, of fur. Yeah. <laughs> so if you think about it, then, then um, they bring lots of business to us. As a designer, I think the only thing you need to take care of is you're buying and purchasing from legal firms which is certified yeah. and have their like, very strict rules and yeah. obviously they're passing all the all the right examination um, all the, yeah exactly exactly so that's the most important thing i think as a designer yeah. otherwise mm-hmm. the consumers are not there as i spent some time with each Salomon as well in london um and when I went upstairs to the shop level, and eventually all I'm seeing is like the the consumers are coming in, trying to, they're not really bothered about where they get it from because they trusted in us to make sure it is from the right place. Exactly. So they're not going to ask for certification and stuff, but you need to make sure you are getting it from the right place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right, so on this call now, Mwiwa has also joined us. Hi, ladies. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm, fine. I'm fine, thank you. Right, so we're going to ask you this next question then now, Mwiwa, seeing as you've just joined. Okay. So, from where I stand, I think that having a long-lasting garment that can be passed down from generation to generation is very special and only certain materials can achieve this. As a designer, mm -hmm. would you prefer creating something that will be utilised, worn and passed down for years to come over the fast fashion phenomenon? Oh, definitely. I think that having something, that's like a statement thing, so it's kind of like um, a memory. Yeah. And if it's passed down... I don't know, I feel like it's just much more valuable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything yeah, else? Do you have anything? Definitely. Yeah. And Anessa, what do you think of this? Yeah, I, I agree with this. I completely agree because I think uh, valuing your garment that you invest money into is, is something really amazing because we're now into the fast fashion track where you just buy and throw in a bin again and buy and buy without even recycling. So creating yeah. something uh, unique and keeping it as a part of almost like a collection in your house, like a, like some, some piece that you value and you can pass through a generation because fur can be repurposed. Mm -hmm. yeah. In 10 years, it can be slightly remodeled to, to fit a new trend coming up. So yeah. I've seen that during the workshop and I was explained by, by a person there saying that, oh, this has been an old coat, it's just slightly reshaped to make it look mo modern. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I didn't know this possible. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something, something like that, you know, it's, it's, I think this is amazing. So, yeah, I think statement pieces uh, that can be repurposed is, is just what we need at yeah. this time. Yeah. I agree. And, Elisa, and not just that, uh -huh. um, I absolutely agree what, what what I heard so far, but mm -hmm. what I would like to say and up to it is basically what I find very interesting within the fur trade. If you think about it, like 10 years ago, you could buy a fur coat like, what, £4,000? Yeah. And then oh. we're talking about a long coat. If you think about mm -hmm. it as a long-term investment, it's almost like diamonds. Yeah, yeah. So true. If you walk into a shop now, the same oh, yeah. coat worth about £50,000. So it's the same volume. So when you pass it on, you're giving something almost like worth of diamonds. That's, yeah. Yeah. So that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than the, I think it's just better than the mass production. Because instead of having to spend so much money on something that doesn't even last very long, mm -hmm. it's just yeah. really bad for the environment. Exactly. So if you have something that is just long-lasting, you can always reshape it, remold it, but it's always going to be there. It's always going to be that original piece. Yeah. And you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need to be spending all that money. Yeah, and valuable. That you won't even need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. Well, that wraps up our conversation for today. I want to thank all of you for being in this podcast with me and for a really thought-provoking discussion. You're thank welcome. you so much. Thank, thank you, you so, so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. This has been a really great opportunity to, to, to speak. Yeah, no, it's good to hear your views and what you think. It was lovely to speak to you all and hear what you all have got to say. It's, it's really opening yeah. my mind even more, so this is amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so thank much you. to all of you. Well, that was it from our students. I hope you enjoyed this episode and relished listening to others share their thoughts and views. Until next time, see you all soon.